today we are watching The Mask, number 27 of season two, Mutiny of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs> Somebody stop me! <laughs> I wish I could. Smoking. <laughs> Something else from that movie. that voice behind the microphone i am that face in the crowd i am the magician i am that everyman i am rush limbaugh the mask now i'm mike for this we have a very special episode of amazingly terrible for you today based on audience feedback both of you said audience feedback (laughs) <laughs> well, based on their feedback, both of them said that they'd like us to jump right into the episode. So we're going to do that. But first, we'd like to take a short 45-minute tangent to talk about a few things that only us hosts will get and find funny. Perfect. But wait, there's more. We're going to do a bit of a role reversal today. Normally, I don't watch the episode, so it's a surprise for me regarding the content, which I hope adds a bit of a spontaneity. But today, I did watch the episode, and the rest of the cast is not. I guess it would only be fitting if you all were noticeably hammered, and I should be sober. But, you know, nah. But, you know, we're we're recording this as of the end of February, so try January has been over for a while. Mm-hmm. I am uh, unnoticeably hammered. And I did do dry January, and it was good. We all did things that we probably regretted in COVID 2020. Why don't we just introduce the others on the cast? Today we have with us Matt. Hello, boys. And women, too. All kinds of boys. Girl boys. (laughs) We also have with us today... The voice you all know and love, with him chewing on chips or something wet and sloppy, Adam. Shucky darn and slap the chickens. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Man behind the curtain, the one that makes this all possible, the one who has to listen to us for God knows how many hours, remixing our voices and our jokes and cutting shit out. David, we love you. Thank you. It's, it's going to be a, a bit of a different episode. We, we actually have a, a quite a bit of news to get through. Uh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. News? Because we haven't, we haven't recorded in about a month. Well, we haven't recorded in a month. Ooh, well, if we're going to have some news, then I better drink some more booze. <laughs> <laughs> I do really? love the fact that you have latched onto that one character from Heathcliff. <laughs> uh, Wordsworth. That was actually a defining moment in my childhood, and I, I remembered how cool that character seemed, and that also Heathcliff was a defining episode um, in this podcast for me because I kind of felt like I finally, you know, found my groove, or I, I got my groove back. Yeah, <laughs> you finally got the the traveling pants back, the the Heathcliff pants. I got my mojo. Yeah, and you you got to wear them for for uh, for the next year. 
hey, I, I've worn uh, the same pair of pants for a year anyways because of COVID. So I, I love working from home. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the end of Dirty 30. Uh, we discontinued that. Uh, <laughs> due to popular de- demand. Yes. Yes. Due to popular demand, we've discontinued that bit. Uh, we're just going to do that in the middle of the episodes now as it comes up. <laughs> which, up. which it won't. Yeah. Oh, oh, it'll come up. Please don't make an erection joke. I didn't. <laughs> okay, good. Um, can I? Yeah, yeah, do it. What do you got? Yeah, this, this is your show. Yeah, man. Sh- show us your dick. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you on the YouTube video cast, uh, just kidding, we don't have one. We're not that popular. Maybe someday yeah, we'll be on YouTube. We don't have one yet. No, that's not true. The, our our Patreon uh, supporters, they are getting live feed of Mike's dick. What about my... Vin- <laughs> don't forget about my mini vids. <laughs> Your what? Your, my mini vids and my only, OnlyFans account. Oh, yes. I actually didn't know what mini vids was. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> Shit. Sarah, I have no idea what that is. David, is there any other news? Uh, do you have some news? Um, yeah, I do, actually. I have some news, boys. Uh, due to the fact that my child can crawl now, uh, I have to podcast from the bedroom. So I'm I'm bedcasting tonight, fans. I want you to just sear that image into your brain. No, I think I think the more pertinent news is we haven't been recording for over a month. Um... Because um, Matt wanted to uh, take a little mini vacation. Can we talk about so, it? So uh, he, he went out and licked all the subway railings to give himself COVID. I did. I caught the vid, guys. He caught the vid. He survived the vid is the more important part. We were all very worried there for a few minutes. Now you can attend all those orgies and shit. I know, man. I can go to... Is there like a fire festival now for uh for Is that the thing where they, they did the, 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 the island for COVID that, survivors? Where they like ate yeah. cheese sandwiches and it was horrible? Um, I don't know. I didn't watch that documentary, but yeah. uh, it it was a famous flop. Okay. Yeah. We're we're thinking yeah. the same thing. It it is the island where they basically got Amazon packages and handed them to people so they could build their own tents. The more important and pertinent part about Fire Festival, that island chain is that it was covered in wild boars that would bite the shit out of anybody that tried to fuck with them. Nice. No one thought to bring a gun to a private island? <laughs> That's the first thing I would have brought with me. They just wanted to get away with a couple of their closest friends and just feel normal for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can actually see YouTube videos to this day of, like, beautiful... Beautiful women in bikinis on the beach getting chased around by wild boars and getting bit on the ass and legs and stuff. Can you see that on OnlyFans and mini vids, Mike? I, I don't know, but I'm sure it's not as sexy as you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those tusks have, like, tetanus on them. <laughs> they have tetanus. <laughs> It may be rabies. I don't know. There's all kinds of like fucking bacteria and shit. 
<laughs> rabies is probably more likely. But, you know, I'm not a biologer man. <laughs> biologer man? <laughs> I'm not one of them biologer mans with them, wait, them wait. test tubes and there's, I go out there with the microphone and then the, mic, the, the little thing with the, the glass eye that you look down onto the plants and you say, oh, that's a plant right there. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> That's all I got. I love the character, Mike. You need to keep it. Yeah, go, go, Mike. go. Uh, I'll build my okay. man. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna build. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some thought on it, and I'm gonna do some method acting, and I will come back mm-hmm. with Biologer Man next time. But he's not gonna replace Wordsworth. No, I. I mean, Biologer Man already or beloved. Nothing's gonna replace Wordsworth. Yeah, Biologer Man already beloved. Wordsworth classic. The disease you were worried about, Mike, was uh, trichinosis. Trichinosis. That's only if you eat the boar. If you get bit by it. I don't know. It could also be if the boar eats you. That's what she said. And Mother Russia, boar eats you. Okay. All okay. Right. Well, we've, so. div- we've devolved to the end of the Marin <laughs> Open. All right. This was from the year 1994. Oh, uh, 1995, it looks like. And did did anybody watch this when they were a youth? It looks Negative. really um, familiar, so I feel like I've stuck with it for like an episode or two because um, I liked the movie. So shame on me. I, I feel like I was aware of it, but ask me again after we've actually watched it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Some it, of it, it might may, it might jog some memory. I'm not too sure. Now I, I do have to say that I I also really like the movie, and I even had the soundtrack to the movie which i would listen to all the time in high school mm-hmm. in which i also made part of my normal rotation for the jazz cafe when i was doing the radio work at uh, radford <laughs> they must have hated you i would play the specific song that i would play regularly was um my name is cuban pete and i dance uh-huh. to the rampa beats and you'll hear my maracas they go cheek cheeky boom cheek cheeky boom that was actually from an old Warner Brothers, and even before that, there's actually a song that it's all based on, right? Yeah, I think it was an original, oh, no, yeah. s- original song. Probably from the 30s or 40s. Yeah, it was based on an original Warner Brothers racist cartoon. Yeah. I'm sure it was, yeah. 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 I'm imagining Cuban Pete as, like, I don't know, the uh, Cuban version of... Um, Speedy Gonzales. I like Cuban or, B. Or if it was actually like live action, I could see like um, uh, Grace Kelly, just really, really tan. It's Yikes. a shame that, you know, OnlyFans didn't exist back then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving right along. What is it? OnlyFans or fans only? Uh, yes. So, for each podcast, as you know, one of the hosts does some research beforehand to provide some background and insight on our particular episode of the week. So I've done my research for tonight, and I'm ready. All right, let's hear it. I indeed watched the episode ahead of time. (gasps) Who are you? I know. For some background, did (laughs) you know, did you guys know that this cartoon was based? My chest is getting tight. I know. (laughs) Did you know that this cartoon was based on a movie of the same name? (laughs) Did you? Um... You yeah, it was wasn't soul. the name of the movie uh, Mask Two, starring Jamie Kennedy. It was, oh God, yeah. It, it was <laughs> called The Mask, 
not just mask, but the mask, as in signifying a mask that has possession or is one, because there was only one mask. What? (laughs) (laughs) And and this is also to prevent confusion uh, from um, the cartoon called Mask. Mask. The acronym. Is that like Wild Cats, but was like had nothing yes. to do with cats? Well, no, it was, it was based on the movie Mask. Not the mask, oh. but Mask. <laughs> yeah, the movie no, Mask. It was, no, it wasn't. Wasn't, wasn't the movie Mask the, uh, it wasn't like a share movie? Yeah, it was uh, yeah. about the guy with the <laughs> facial deformity. You, you insensitive prick. <laughs> yeah, you fuckers. So and it's not the same thing what? as the man You're in the, the Iron You're the one that mask. said facial deformity. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're right. How, how dare you try to force your uh, Eurocentric beliefs of beauty upon that poor, poor kid with the fucked up face. <laughs> I like, I like the elephant man. Uh, okay. Did anyone, a uh, point of lore, did anyone read the comic that the movie was based on? What? Nope. There was paper? No. Okay. Every Some of us had, had, you know, <laughs> access to screen time as a child, so we didn't have to go searching out books that were, Matt, you know, did you read the? did you read the comic? Of course. <laughs> okay. I didn't read it extensively, but I read a couple issues. It was okay. Did you, did you read the uh, short story that the comics were based off of, written by Faulkner? <laughs> Did you read the uh, light novel? Of course. Uh, I've written every. Th- I've read everything written by Faulkner. Did you read the screenplay that is based off of the novel, which is based off of the the comics, which is that was also based off of the novelization of the movie. Thank you. Yes, I I bought it off one of those uh, tables in New York that has those w- weird photocopied screenplays on it. Is that a thing? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> have you ever seen awesome. that in New York? Where I've they'll never have... seen that. No. Yeah, they'll be selling, like, this screenplay for this or that movie, and it's, like, a weird photocopied thing. I, I did get made fun of because I ordered a Bud Light at a cigar bar in New York. They were right to do that. It was you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you order a Bud Light? <laughs> he was looking at, at uh, Dan and just getting really nervous, and he was like, I'll have a, a Bud Light. <laughs> and like Dan, Dan, Dan was just staring at him the whole time with that like, judgmental look in his face. And then as soon I, as that is exactly like, how I remember this. Away. This moment was exactly like that. Just Dan staring at me, and you all having like these fifty dollars cigars and these like seventy dollars drinks. And I'm like, I'll take a Macanudo and a Bud Light, please. Um, I'm pretty sure that's just the way Dan looks. <laughs> Do you have any Swisher Sweets back there? <laughs> Do you have can, any Black and Miles? Swisher Sweets, some Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> <laughs> some Miller High Life. <laughs> and can I get it in a sippy cup? <laughs> what are those no-spill lips? I want a straw. <sighs> and an umbrella. <laughs> I want a straw. The umbrella makes Bo- it fancy. A straw yes, umbrella. I want a straw both for the drink and for the cigar. I want a straw umbrella. All right, so we are allowed to now open up the episode and begin the watching process. Okay, shall we do it on three? 
No, no, no. We, should, we, we, we do it the way Mike does it. Yeah. So I'm just going to start talking about it, and um, you guys can wait, wait, click what? on... Wait, We do it the way Mike does it? So, yeah. so basically, uh, this 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 uh, garbage fire of an episode is about to play get even more fiery. <laughs> Jesus! Wait, Go what? Play. Yeah, did we explain this? I'm here uh, to play now. Uh, I'm already doing, playing. Yeah, we're doing this episode Mike style. Mike style. It means anything <laughs> Mike says goes. I'm 32 seconds into the episode. Good God, you're 15 Mike seconds style. further along than I am. So, first thing we realize is that this opening is awful. It's absolutely awful. It, it had really good colors. The background colors are great. It is the colorfulest, well, most colorful. Smoking. It's got nice gradients. Oh, yeah, and don't worry. There's plenty of, like, jump in the shark like over use of tropes you're going to find ever. So um, this song is just written by Stephen Coden. It's just awful. Who? Um, Stephen Coden. Oh, I got to the title title screen. Wait, I'm going to rewind slightly because I think I might be ahead of everybody else. Okay. I'm going to pause now. I see mutiny of the bounty hunters on the screen. So I'm at the title splash. We're pausing. The title splash, so we need to pause when we get there. The That's splash. not how you do it, Mike. You just, you just, I don't. You just talk about the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, um, so he's like celebrating something. He yeah, he's like partying maker. in the garage in the uh, alleyway. No, I'll go he's, back to the the opening. Got a giant orange uh, watch. What the hell is that? I'll about? go back to the opening uh, sequence. Is that like implying that the main character is living with his mom? I think it's supposed to be his, like, landlord or neighbor. Cause... It's landlady. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you remember from the movie? Yeah, the obnoxious landlady that was asking I for money. I don't. Yeah, it was, it was, it's the obnoxious landlady. Okay. Yeah. How dare she own property? And keep in mind, this is season two, so the opening to the season one might have been different, and this is probably making several assumptions as um, season two openings do that you've watched hopefully season one and know a little bit about it but but david i agree with the essential premise which is that as with the 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 callback to the uh, uh, sexism of the 40s uh this is about the sexism of the 90s and our main character is being continually oppressed by women continually oppressed by women and then, and then chasing after them once he takes on his alter ego the mask Right, because women are either uh, oppressors or uh, sex or objects. objects. It, it's yeah. it must be so difficult being like a middle aged white guy in America. Like, it, yeah, go on. The amount of the the amount of oppression that they must have to go through, and I'm saying you, they you, because wait, I'm, wait. I'm I'm a, I'm a minority. You mean, you mean you mean a middle aged straight white guy, right? Oh, a tra- cis, uh, cis, a cis, yes, yeah, not trans, yeah. not any like. Not partial, not mixed. Like, I consider myself Caspasian. <laughs> Go on. I'm, I'm a mixture of white, Hispanic, and Asian, and you know, so um, I am, I am the true uh, spirit and intent of America. He's a beautiful mixed-up tomorrow person. Genetics. You know, getting freaky. So I'm so I'm not one of those, you know, cis white men. Oppressors. Shall we continue with the episode? So 
this opening is just a mishmash of him doing horrible things, which is only a prelude to all of the horrible things that... He seems to be doing horrible things as supervillains. What about the landlady? She doesn't look like a supervillain to me. Well, he hasn't transformed yet. He didn't did he do something to her? He put cigar- cigars in her mouth. Oh, yeah, oh, they yeah. exploded. All right, so the episode begins, and he's having a party in the alleyway. Or he's like coming home from partying. Yeah, so yeah. the general premise... Did, did we already talk about someone... him painting uh, Frankenstein's face green, even though Frankenstein's already green? If we want to do a little background on the mask, it's a magical, literal mask that he puts on at night, and it's magical, and it could make him transform and do... Basically, it, it's kind of like the uh, Green Lantern... Uh, but much lamer. And the drawback to that is in the morning... Wait, Green Lantern, but much lamer? Have you... Do, That's pretty have lame. Have you seen Green Lantern, or have you read Green Lantern? It, Green Lantern? It, it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, what I, I remember is... That or Hulk and Bruce Banner. Yeah, what I remember is the mask you know, kind of mm. releases the character's id... And the character that we follow, you know, is wacky and loves cartoons. But if the mask was given to someone else, perhaps someone evil, say, it would make them very powerful and they would do terrible things. As in what happened in the movie. I think we see that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Although although the second movie is when it was determined that the mask was made by Loki of Norse mythology. I think that was in the comics as well. Havoc and Chaos. Meanwhile, in the cartoon, he is being given a baby that he has to essentially we're not there yet. all weekend. You, you need to pause. No, no, we're, we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're still at the milkman. Yeah, we're, we're an anachronism. Okay, start yes, the milkman. He, the he milkman pulls out was bending over, maker. dropping off some milk, and he picks up the milkman like a baby. And Well, he sees the milkman bend over, and he bites his lower lip. Yes, I, I noticed that too. Is is rather... Like, uh, from our original very first podcast with uh, Tex Hex, where we were talking about the horse and riding the horse and, and biting the lip. This is very ambiguously sexual with him, or maybe not even ambiguously, but he just sees this mailman bending over and picks him up and dances with him. And dips him. Dips him. Uh-huh. Oh my god, guys, this is painful. Um, Spins a party the favor. Rides all, the, all the way back oh. to 1920. And then calls okay. him a wuss, right. which is probably the only thing that they were allowed to say during Saturday morning back then, but we all know what he was thinking. Do you think the mask is basically like he's an improv guy and no, and he's trying to do bits all the time and, and everyone in the real world is like, Jesus, just stop, dude. Matt, you have no idea. Yes, we, we haven't even begun to touch the surface of the tropes, the the, the this this the, the the tropes in this episode alone. So really, like he could solve all his problems if he just like took a class at Second City or something. He, he could solve all of his problems by throwing away the mask. You know, he was like went to UCB and like enrolled in their level twos or something. So this is. This is definitely riding on the coattails of the popularity of the mask, but had none of the spontaneity and kind of je ne sais quoi charm that Jim Carrey brought to the role. This is 
Were we watching the same movie? Jim Carrey is a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I saw those movies. I didn't they quit looking for it? Quit looking for what? The National Treasure. The National Treasure. <laughs> yeah. I think Tom Hanks I'm sure, picked it up. I'm pretty sure they found after that. it. Okay, so Nicolas Cage started looking for it, and then Tom Hanks... We're not doing a podcast about National Treasure. Uh, oh. I wait. agree. But we, we, this is the perfect time for us to pitch our third screenplay for National Treasure, in which Tom Hanks teams up with Tom Cruise and Tom Berenger, and it's called My Three Toms. I like it. I like it. It's Go all on. about how there's a secret message in the second episode of this podcast and only a sober mic can decode exactly exactly it's it's about how there's a secret message on the parlor app i i still like that that idea Jesus about like Christ. the secret you know message who plays that... the bad guy tom hardy <laughs> but tom hardy playing a young jean-luc picard so mm. this is when a gigantic clock makes an appearance out of his coat because he can do I hit play again? I'm going to yes. hit play again. Hit then. play again. This is when we Even see. Even though I keep the... going back and forth since I've already seen the fucking baby. Yes. So he almost like lies down on the dog, but it's a quick witted uh, terrier. Wait, you skip the part where he takes off the fucking mask. He takes off I the like mask. The... I like that he's got a night, like a late 80s power mullet. Power mullet. Okay, so here's the first ridiculous thing of the episode, uh, beyond the other ridiculous things. Someone is entrusting a bachelor with a friggin' baby. It's like, here, take my baby. <laughs> a bachelor. <laughs> when were you born, Mike? Uh, 1980. Okay. Yeah. So here's a, here's a friggin' baby. Go ahead and take it. We're going off to Acapulco. And who is this place. character? I don't understand who this is. I don't know, but she's it's, rocking those like, like his, uh, his glasses from the late fifties. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> this goes to the the core of my question: is when does this episode? When does this show take place? Probably the eighties. Oh yeah, here no. here's a parrot too. No, this this, this takes place mid nineties. This takes place at the peak of the zoot suit resurgent. That's the reason why the mask is wearing the zoot suits. So he's got to take care of a baby and a parrot, and then she leaves, and then we cut to the scene where there's this bad guy. What? There is a uh, bad is, guy. Is he strapping yeah. himself into a death machine? He's strapping yeah. himself into a death machine because he needs to get better at with withstanding pain. And then we suddenly Wait, find out that I'm he's pretty sure a this is LASIK. Robot. I'm pretty sure he's just getting LASIK surgery right now. He's Whoa, a robot his head just off. spider. Yeah, his head came off and now it has legs. With, uh, he's torturing his own body? I must allow, it must allow me to it? withstand the pain. <laughs> so he, he, he tortures madness. his own body. I, I think he was actually edging his body out a little bit. Do you think when he gets back in it, like, it's pissed and shits it, itself? So he's, like, walking around in his own dookie. He also has a couple of buff guys standing around to watch. Oh, the henchmen. <laughs> David, do you think that they they brazzers this body? What? You think they brazzered it? What? What do you mean? Uh, Google like it. The henchmen were doing things <laughs> yeah, to the body just, just when the head was detached. All right. So then we're also so we he 
talks about how you know he has to torture the body and now the henchman mentioned the mask and it's like oh yes we must get the mask again the background colors are great like the there's so much vibrancy and great color in the background yeah they're like yeah the background is very saturated over Uh, yeah saturated it's really nice use of color actually yeah Oh, it's very nineties too. Yes, very nineties. It's kind of hyper. Color. It's kind of hyper color. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the baby's trying to. The baby is trying to cross the street. They, he's he's searched the whole apartment, and now he but, he has to turn into the mask to save the. So baby. the baby's jumped out the window. Oh, have we gotten to that point yet? That he runs back in and puts on the mask, but he sees a baby. He's trying to crawl out into traffic, and he comes out as a lifeguard mask. Yeah. And now he's trying to jump into water. Does so anyone with children? And I, I'm looking at you, Matt. You, you have children. Yes. So, was yeah, your no- you have two. Like my first thought was, okay, a baby doesn't just go down the stairs. My thought was, if this wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon, that baby would have fallen no. off those damn stairs. And it, oh yeah, yeah, no, it would, it would have fallen. It was it, uh, to well, its death out of the window. It to the window first off. It was like horrible. Now, I was. Like thinking it was a horrible person for thinking that, but I was thinking about my kids, and I'm like, oh my god, this baby would not have followed this bird down those uh, the the fire stairs. It would have tumbled off the freaking fire, fire escape, escape. and yeah. it, it like it, it was it's horrible. We got an we don't we got an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Oh. Oh yeah, and the mask okay, is so, being kidnapped. So yes, yeah. we we have uh, one of the first tropes of the. And he the blew, his, blew his thumb out to stop a truck from hitting the baby. Turn himself into Arnold Schwarzenegger, stop the truck, then turn into an old school marm and yelled at the baby to go back inside, and go to bed, and drink a bottle, and the baby seemed to understand, and did it. He never interacts with the baby or picks up the baby. The baby is just completely. Yeah, it doesn't autonomous. touch the baby. Just talks to it. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a bachelor. He doesn't know what to have, what to do with a baby. <laughs> I don't know where you get the idea of like you're saying bachelor like it's the uh, it's the 1960s and it's code for something, Mike. Maybe it is code for something. <laughs> if that is your real name, it's code uh, for he likes to put on a green mask and run around pretending to be somebody else. He's a confirmed bachelor. Oh, so then enter. So, I- Okay, now we're now we're in the bad guy's yeah. lair. I like the background. There's lots. Of, it looks like you're, you're like two minutes ahead of me. Yeah, you but need he, to he jumps slow in the car. And he, he, he takes the car over, turns it into a convertible car, does a bad Sean Connery expression, and then drives away. He crashes, drives along a building. My Somebody stop me! He's he does. Guys, one of the tell first... me when I should be pausing. Pause. I'm not watching the scene. No, not you, Matt. Matt and pa- Adam pause because he. He he's in the lair and he does that really like they try to throw in as many lines from the movie as possible. So he does that. Somebody stop me. And at this point, if you're wondering if his voice sounds familiar, it's the voice of Rob. I was wondering that. Paulson. And I was wondering if his voice. He sounded did a familiar. lot of. Does it sound familiar? It 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 should sound familiar because if you're familiar with Yakko from Animaniacs or Raphael or Donatello ah! from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. that's the same voice. Um, I am familiar with his name things. was Robert Paulson. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> his name li- was his name Robert. Was Robert Paulson. Paulson. I like that uh, the the bo- big bag boss seems to have a master criminal director <laughs> in which 
he can call up any any criminal. If you didn't notice, also when he calls up the criminal directory, uh, it's lawyers as the number one master criminals in there. It's <laughs> here's some safe crackers, lawyers. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean you gotta ah, have yes. your lawyer on speed dial. Bounty hunters. But this is also a funny part. This is the part where uh, the mask is driving around in traffic with his feet, um, eating some chips and dip. This is a. You have a very loose definition of funny. Well, I think that this uh, whole podcast has a loose definition of funny if we expect people to be laughing. Touche, Mike. It's a more. Touché. It's a more. Uh, yeah, it's a more make you think kind of funny. Okay. You know? We're a real hmm podcast. That was more of a catharsis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so did anyone else notice that when he stomps on the gas pedal with the foot, yes. he actually breaks? I'm, I'm, yes, yes, did notice that. What's confusing the hell out of me was he jumped in the car just to jump in the car. And then now he's chasing the baby that he already sent home that he then seemed to ignore after he sent it home. And the baby is in a construction site. Yeah, we've gone class. full baby's day out now. Yeah, yeah, it's climbing up on the I-beam. Yeah, it managed to get up. The air. Yeah. So he shoots himself managed out to of get the up into this high steel, chasing after pigeons. High steel, wasn't that a movie? High steel, I know, seriously. What's, what, yeah. what's, what's low steel? Is that, low a, Vin steel. Diesel, is that a Vin Diesel movie? High no, steel. Uh oh, the baby has fallen off the I beam and is caught in midair. We have and a good catches the baby, turns the baby's diaper to a parachute, drops the baby, and then keeps going. He got hit by a wrecking ball. Sorry, he gets hit so, by a sorry, wrecking the, ball. The yeah. mask. Yeah. What what is that wrecking ball like aimed at? And also it's why is it Cyrus. shaped like that? Again, it's like an odd construction site where they're it's, they're yeah, perpetually the building is, and destroying the building. Yeah, the wrecking ball is actually like over the building. Yeah. The wrecking ball's always going, and once they reach a certain height, they ju- it just knocks down that part of the building, and they have to start over. I played a video game like that once. Or, or is the wrecking Ooh. ball really just there to swing back and forth to ensure they don't build above that point? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, new, this is a New York Union thing, and yeah. they just have a ton of job security on this job site. Yeah. Um, now we're, introduced, we're introducing two bounty hunters, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You have one that's like super suave and high tech, and then one that's like a dirt bag <laughs> barbarian with animal a, trapper with a mace. Spiked but they mace. seem they seem to get along. He's like a wastelander. Yeah, yeah. he's wearing a duster coat and um, duster coat I that's do, filled with weapons. We did. I do like I do like the smooth guy's the inside of his briefcase, which seems to like contain more things than physically possible. We we did, and skip- it also has like a little jet powered hand. Yes. To get to that point yet? Yes, not yet. So we did skip over the part where the robot spider's head henchmen, the big Russian dudes, um, when the uh, street thugs failed, uh, one of them actually was about to say, like, step up and volunteer and gets gut punched by the other henchmen to shut the F up and stay out of this, which was the one funny part of the episode where they were like, oh, we could do... No, never mind. No. And does does that signal their exit of this episode, that we're, we're not going to deal with those three idiots anymore? Uh, the, two. The, the, the two idiots. Street henchmen, yes. They, I think, mm-hmm. uh, have been cleared from this episode. I like that. I mean, like, they're smarter than everyone at Cobra. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, the mask has stolen someone's lunch. Yeah. Um, which is pretty shitty. But also, why did that guy leave his lunch and none and nothing else at the bottom of the telephone yeah. pole? Well, do you expect him to take it all the way up there? Well, you think that he'd stick it in a car to secure it or something. But basically, the mask is just running down the street looking for the baby. He steals this guy's lunch. He think it's netted by the literally uh, waist caught rider. with an, a butterfly net by the guy he with then, a mace. He then turns into a rabbit to chew himself out of the net, runs off again, and then gets trapped in a uh, high tech cage trap by the swamp guy. Yeah. Well, well, first he tries to wedgie the wastelander, but he can't because the wastelander isn't wearing underwear. Oh, is that what he said? I thought he was saying smelly underwear. Okay. I think he said no underwear. <laughs> it's impossible to be listening to you guys and this at the same time. Um, I mean, this is why Mike doesn't talk during the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> he just occasionally goes off on a weird tangent. But we'll make it work. He winds up breaking out of the cage by hitting a remote control that causes a TV to fall on the suave guy. And then he gets super strong and rips himself out of the cage. Yeah, only to be caught by the electric whip of uh, Aussie bad guy. Of the Outlander. Yeah. Wastelander. And he throws a barrel of electric eels on him. Oh, man, I'm like 10 seconds behind you guys. It's awesome. You're like narrating everything right before it happens. (laughs) Right before it happens. It's like like you're a precog. (laughs) No, it's like you're a precog. (laughs) No, no, no. You're a precog. Turns out the the baby was on a um, truck filled with manure that pulled in front of a petting zoo and then dumped out the manure onto the street in front of the petting zoo. It's just a dump truck, dude, and it's just dirt. And then we see the two bad guys, one with a straight jacket and one with, like, a jetpack-looking thing running at the mask in opposite directions, so they're running towards each other. And the mask just ducks. They catch each other. The mask gets a drill, turns his head into a drill to drill through the ground to escape the two of them. So the, the whole rest of this episode is just these two. It's just uh, a cha- being, big chase scene, basically. Yeah, be- being thwarted by the mask while the mask sort of looks for the baby. Not yeah, really. kind of. Like vaguely is concerned about the baby. He's easily distracted. But yeah, he's distracted, so anytime anything comes up, he just goes and does that thing instead. Yeah, so uh, is this like about his mental illness and ADHD? Uh-oh. I could see that. Uh-oh. The mask's mask has been pulled off. An well, elephant captures the mask, then sucks the mask's mask off and throws the mask away, and then tosses Stan, or Stanley, the human version of the mask, into a manure pit. Is that... That's his name, Stanley? I think it's Stanley. Excelsior! I'll call him Unmask. Unmask. There we go. So Perfect. the thing you have to remember is... If you want to wear the mask, all you have to do is just ask. God. Okay. <laughs> I really, I really oh, do like the this. the uh, baby is going to wear the personality mask. for you, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. We totally got into Mask 2 territory with the baby putting on the mask. Yeah. I like this idea. Except that I don't think... No, you don't like I, this idea. I mean, I like the idea of a baby wearing, like, a baby's id coming out. A superpowered baby... Yeah. yeah, a superpowered baby id. Blah, with the big tongue. All the, and... all the baby is interested in is chasing after birds. So all he's going is birdie, birdie. 
Blah. I like the idea, though, that he's not wacky, that he's just flat-out evil, the yeah. way babies are. <laughs> <laughs> they managed to hit the nail on the head with this one. Yeah, they really... It's like the writer knew what a baby was. It's like the writer had met a baby. So where are where is this bad guy's lair? Because yeah. it looks like it's in the Technodrome. Yeah, Maybe so, it is. So the, the suave bounty hunter captured the... Wait, the bad, guy, the bad guy just has the bad a guy hose. Layer. The bad guy just hoses off the unmask, and it's a super secret high-tech layer that's in the middle of New York somewhere. Well, what's with all the gadgets of the super suave henchman where he like has all these floating devices? That's the whole point of the super suave henchman. He was the gadget guy. But this the is the 90s. Like Nothing flew the back then. Guy. Well, my question is, why does the bad guy have a hose in this room full of, like, high-tech computers and and uh, advanced Gadgetry. weaponry? Actually, yeah. yeah. And torture devices. So, right. And he just... I guess, I guess that kind of answers our own question there, right there. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Okay, so, so pause. So, if you're going to torture, you need a clean I'm, yeah. I'm pausing here at the 17-minute mark. Yeah, everyone pause. Okay. We're, we're already 17 minutes into this 22-minute episode, so this is a good time to pause. And, and reflect a little And bit. let's reflect on why a bad guy has a hose in his techno lair. Well, because he soils himself after he tortures himself. Yeah, yeah there we go. Peas and poops. Yeah. But, well, he's himself. No, no, no. I also think that there's something to do with sounding. I think he just sprays the water up his pee hole. Oh, Jesus. Let, let's go let's go a little bit deeper. <laughs> In this room full yeah, of... Yeah, really get up in that pee hole, Mike. In, in this room full of <laughs> 90s electronics, let's have a gigantic fire hose there also. I I, I think we, could even, <laughs> we can go even further, right? Like, the idea of a layer let's, in general. Let, let's go deeper. Let's peel back the layer... Of yeah, let's the la- peel back the, la- the layers of your urethra. Let's, let's pull back the foreskin of the layer... Ugh. We have we have the uh, outback guy, I'm sorry, the uh, wastelander guy, still hunting down the mask baby. Are you? Uh, at, wait, are, are, are you continuing? Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not continuing. I'm still paused. I'm still paused. No, okay. He, he's hunting down the baby at the petting zoo. Okay. The okay. suave guy captures Stanley, takes Stanley to the bad guy's lair. The bad guy sees Stanley, hoses him down, says, "This man is useless to me. He doesn't have the mask." And then immediately, the suave bounty hunter is back at the petting zoo. So obviously, the supervillain is in the petting zoo. That is where his lair is. That makes sense. Okay. Right under it? Yeah. This yeah. is not a petting zoo. This is the normal it's zoo. It's a zoo. It's a zoo. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, okay. There's I mean, no petting. Right. Normal zoo. There, guys, technically, any zoo is a petting zoo if you try hard if enough. If you try hard enough, yeah. <laughs> is that from something? I feel like that's... Yeah, it's, yeah, from, it's from real life. It's from experience, yeah. <laughs> How do you think I became a wolf trainer, Mike? <laughs> so the bad guy's lair is underneath the zoo. The so he zoo. obviously has to have the hose in order to clean off his equipment every day because that shit gets everywhere. Feces. Underneath the zoo would honestly be a good place for your lair because uh, there's just – you could order all kinds of weird chemicals and mm-hmm. cleansers and um, – all, just like all kinds of weird stuff, like in meat, bulk. Strange foods. Yeah, in bulk. And just have it delivered. Yeah. Yep. And there's a whole infrastructure there for you to get it delivered to you. Um, and if you want to feed people to exotic animals, it's 
to get dispose of the bodies. Yeah. It's just a hop, skip, and a, and a jump away, really. An elevator. And away. then you can also have, like, Trank guns, and every good villain needs to have Trank guns. Plus, all the petting. Heavy petting. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're, it's agreed. It's agreed. We will have our podcast layer underneath the zoo. Underneath the petting zoo. Yes. It's perfect. <laughs> That's what, one of the first things Wait, we're going to do with all the pros, with all the, the profits. Step one, <laughs> yeah, the, have, have a podcast. Step two, step three, profits. Buy a zoo. <laughs> step two, step don't two. know. Step three, profits. <laughs> step, step two, watch the movie We Bought a Zoo. Step three, <laughs> buy a zoo. Featuring Vin Diesel. See how we do the research? That's a, that's how we roll here, guys. Yeah. And then we got to buy a hose. I'm pretty sure we can get a hose when we buy the zoo, but maybe yeah, I think I, it comes with the zoo. Yeah, maybe it, it doesn't. Ma- yeah. Maybe they take all maybe they take all the hoses away when you buy the zoo. <sighs> if they do that, that's well, they know that, what you'll do you. with them, so they're yeah. going to take them away and we have to buy new ones. Well, they're yeah, they're moving up to a bigger better zoo and they're just taking their ho- they're taking their appliances with them. <laughs> Is the hose an appliance? <laughs> they take the fr- they take the fridge, they take the dishwasher and they take the hose. Hoses are extra. Bars yeah. are extra. Undercoating's extra. What about all those TVs? Because <laughs> that zoo will seize up on you like that. Oof. Shall we restart the video, gentlemen? Yes. And the two bounty hunters continue to thwart each other chasing the baby. That would not keep in a tiger. Yeah, they're doing they're doing the work. They're doing the work to get to the petting zoo park. Yeah, it's a fence that you'd have at a school, not a tiger enclosure. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a ten foot fence at tops. Yeah. Oh, the bad so. guy is actually torturing Stanley. This is, this is kind oh, of an improvement. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he he knew Stanley's name, so he obviously knows that he is the mask. Yeah, he yeah. like knows the secret identity, and he yeah, will, yeah. and he's like, I'm gonna torture you because that actually makes sense. I love this comically yeah. slow, like pinching arm that is like moving <laughs> towards him. Slowly pushing towards his neck. Yeah. I love the giant gears in the background and the gradients. Yes. Once again, super saturated, very nice colors. I do back. like the, the suction cups they have attached to Stanley's ears, playing noise to try to torture him as well. Yes. We don't really explore Stanley's character much. No. He's really kind of the side character in the movie. He's one-dimensional. There's not much to get. He's, he's not Jim Carrey. Well, he in the movie he was. So the bad guy, the main bad guy, is saying he's going to discard Stanley like so much rubbish because he's wasting his time because he has no pain tolerance threshold without the mask. And it turns out this lair is by the ocean, too. Yeah, it's by the oh. ocean. So they, they dump the out zoo. Stanley in into a, uh, a garbage. trash. A garbage barge. Trash. Yeah, barge. Garbage yeah. barge, yeah. We, we had left the baby riding a tiger while the... Bounty hunters had been mauled by the tiger, and we cut back to the baby now, running and jumping into a toy plane, turning it into a real plane, and flying off. Yeah, the two bounty hunters are chasing after him as he flies out to sea. Unscathed bounty hunters now at this point. Unscathed now, yeah. And they jump into a random boat that's passing by and a hovercraft. That hovercraft is actually pretty badass. Yeah, actually, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> that hovercraft is like a scaled-down version of like an actual hovercraft. It, it sounds like some awesome toy that a, a really rich kid would have. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, he gets shoved off into the water, and uh, Mad Max yeah. takes it. So the baby lands a plane on the water next to the garbage barge and jumps out, chasing after... 
running at Stanley and pointing at a seagull sitting on Stanley's neck. And it is upset that he couldn't get to the bird. And now Stanley is assaulting the baby. Rips the mask off the his mask face. off. The baby seems perfectly happy with everything that's happened. Yeah. And being um, on the garbage barge. That, I gotta say, that hovercraft is awesome. Yeah. Enter the, um, the baddie henchman with the mace and now a harpoon gun. He does have, Adam, did you notice he has a purple suit? Do you like that? I did, yeah. I am digging that. It's like a dark, dark deep blue, almost purple suit. And like a, a neon green 90, 90s colored tie. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Stanley has recovered the mask and is proceeding, I guess, to mask. give the yeah, bing, give the bad guys a a, <laughs> a dumping, a coming, uh, a one yeah. to get, get what they're coming to. Yeah, yeah he, they get their, their come up and come up. He does a really bad uh, Sylvester Stallone Rambo impression yeah. and uses a magnet gun to get all their weapons away, and then turns into Hugh Hefner for some reason. And now there is a bounty on the bounty hunters, and they are being chased by a mob or something? It's not very clear. Yeah, it, th- yeah being chased by just, a mob. This is like the Heathcliff scene where he's like going on that like long-winded, uh, hopping on a train, and then a boat. And so the bounty hunters are just being chased, and they literally get tarred and feathered and run out of town by an angry mob that just randomly appears. They run through hot tar being poured for no reason, and then run into a chicken truck to be tarred and feathered, then run out of the chicken truck just to continue to be chased by a bunch of townsfolk. Um, yes. And and, it, and I, I feel nothing for them. I don't, like, I'm not happy that they are being punished, and I am not unhappy. I don't care about them at all. And as sweet relief to this, we suddenly see the credits. And as, like, a blissful like congratulations to us for having sat through the episode we get to realize that it's ended and the credits what the hell tim curry's in this what tim curry was in this seriously (laughs) i'm going back i'll go back for seconds hold on (laughs) yeah is the bad guy yeah, it, it's it's the page with all the names on it. Yep, I'm seeing Tim, uh, Rob Paulson, and Tim Curry. Damn. Yeah. Oh, Robert this... Paulson, Tim Curry. His name was Robert Paulson. Poor Tim. <laughs> wow. As Pretorius. Frank Welker. Oh yeah, Frank Welker's in everything though. Joe Nipple. Oh no. N- <laughs> Nipote. Forty-two, fifty-two. There are fifty-four names. No, there's like fifty. There are fifty-six names. I'm seeing Tress McNeil. I'm seeing Taj Mahal. No, there, there, there is a ton of good talent in this, but there was no fucking way there was fifty-four uh, or fifty-six um, voice actors in this episode. Why? No yeah, way. Why? Most shows they get like five to seven voice actors and they have them do different voices yeah yeah and and they also they also credit them per episode and unless they're main characters if they're main characters they'll they'll be credited the entire time they don't credit the guest actors 
Maybe a lot of these people are like they did the voices of st- staff and friends or something. Because I'm saying, what year was this? Uh, 95. 94, 95. 95, yeah. Because there's a website over the end credits. Oh, wow. But it's like superimposed, so it's like not part of the design. Oh, interesting. Visit the mask at at www.newline.com. So it's just the parents. New Line just, Cinema. Yeah, it's just the New Line yeah. Cinema. Yeah, the studio. Yeah. yeah. So basically they just had like a brand new website that they were plugging whenever they could. Yeah, yeah. They, they probably just moved it from GeoCities. I'll yeah. bet it was a Flash site. I'll bet you... <laughs> They had the dancing two hundred dollars. I, I I bet you two hundred no, no, no. That's mid two thousands. That's mid two thousands. Well, hold on, Mike. Did you do any research on this? Did you actually like look up? Yeah, I I, I looked at. Yeah, you lazy so, piece of shit. I, I looked at Wikipedia so, and I when, saw when when did the Mask Two come out? I didn't do that kind of research. What the hell? I don't get paid for this. <laughs> God. <laughs> Expect um, that hey, let's just make up a number. The Mask 2 came out in um, uh, 2025. Hey, Google. Jesus. No, close. 2005. Whoa. That is a huge time difference between when the first and second one came out. Well, I was kind of hoping it would come out in the, in the future, and so I had something to look forward to. This is not like riding off the coattails of like popularity. This is like... So I, think it's, it, I think it's more like uh, somebody new got the rights. Probably. But what what I was thinking is maybe the cartoon was actually an attempt to try to drum up some type of uh, interest in the story for kids to go watch the mask too, because it seemed like it seemed like the second mask was much more uh, immature, much more childish. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because more. of the mature yeah. and complex themes of mask one, of the first one. Yes, exactly. Um, well, I do think that they worked very hard to the, to make the mask a thing. And it was for like a hot second, but it didn't really have the staying power. I, I feel like voice acting is a lot of people feel like that's where actors kind of go to not go to die. But they, you know, mm-hmm. but a lot of great that's a job they want. It, it, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slander the no, a noble profession, Mike. Keep going. But. Voice acting is where some of the best roles and some of the most memorable characters oh, come yeah. from. And yeah, I mean, I think it doesn't pay very well, and um, but it's very consistent work, and you don't have to travel. Yeah, and and it's it's a common misconception that it's easy to voice act, but if you can't act, then you can't voice act. For the fellow Luddites out there, I was blown. Luddites. Away. No, I, I've heard it both ways. Um, to find out that so we're just mispronouncing everything yeah so so, to find out that mark hamill actually voiced like it's hamill okay whatever you're such a it's hand it's hand mill you're such a luddite it's mock (laughs) mock hand mill like to find out that he was the voice of Joker and just like all of these voices, I was blown away that he had this whole acting life after Luke. Yeah. Uh, is it Luke or is it Luke? It's it's Lucian. <laughs> Lucian. And what did you did you think he just disappeared after Star Wars? I okay. So for the for the most of my young adult life, I just 
when he showed up in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and they're like, "Hey, kids, it's Mark Hamill," and I'm like, "Who the fuck is Mark Hamill?" <laughs> oh God! And then I'm like, "Oh, that looks like a really old Luke Skywalker." <laughs> Where did they find this guy? Wow, Mike, your your nerd cred is really through the floor right now. Hey, my nerd cred in terms no judgment. Oh, oh of course not. No, 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 no fucking judgment. No, yeah, no, no, no judgment, you piece of shit. Uh, once I found Dragon Ball Z, I was lost. There's a live action Flash series from like the, the mid 80s. Mark Hamill plays the one of the main villains in that. He's in, he's not the Joker, but it's Joker esque. Is it uh, Captain Cold or? It might be, it might be. I, I just remember him, like, in a green outfit with really long arms, cackling maniacally. You know another uh, show that had long arms? Monty Python, um, in the meaning of life. And that one scene where, you know, find the fish. Tenuous. Fishy, 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 fish. Where did the right. fishy go? Please can we... wince wherever the fish <laughs> No, we can't. Go. A fish, a fish, a fish. First of all, first of all, this bit is literally 60 years old. That one. <laughs> but it's being resurrected tonight. What do you guys think of the mask? Okay, so are we going to do the terrible, amazing, amazingly terrible bit? Because this was just terrible. This was like, <laughs> there was no amazing. I want, to, I, want to, I want to break into somebody's office. I want to <laughs> throw the DVD of this cartoon into somebody's waste paper bin, cover it with lighter fluid and just light it on fly- fire and walk away. The amazing... Yeah, I mean, it was forgettable. The amazing part of this was that we got through the entire episode. In record kind of time, agree. also. Like, we, we did this faster than anything else we've done so far. Yes, and, and only, the only thing we've sacrificed is comedy. <laughs> um, I, I think the comedy, comedy is laughing at us. Sanity. I agree. It's forgettable garbage. It is very well drawn and animated. Oof, you um, are digging. But it it is terribly written. I oh, I agree, Mike. <laughs> you were you were digging in that waste bin it was, of optimism. It was terribly written, and and much like um, Spider Man, um, this was a total waste of a beautiful voice talent of Tim Curry. Yeah, well, I mean, of multiple people. His of, name yeah, was Robert Paulson. But Robert Paulson, yes, was, <laughs> but Tim Curry, it just insane the fact that like we we watched this whole thing and not once did we go like, oh yeah, that was Tim Curry. Tim Curry. That, that was that was the crazy weird devil from Legend. That was a cross dresser from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, was the bad guy from every kids movie in the nineties. Was the boss from that weird Taylor Leone show about? Uh, Mm. It was a it was a, de- a delicious English food to have when you're drunk. Delicious was Taylioni. Tin okay. coconut curry. All right. Um, well, we've devolved into Mike being horny again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't this isn't this why we are here? Is this not why we are here? I'm always. Um, are you not I entertained? Mean, <laughs> hmm. Get out of my head, Mike. <laughs> um, I'm also going to go with terrible. Yeah. 
absolutely terrible. So we keep it on the list? No. Good God. No, God, no. I, I enjoyed hosting this episode, and I hope that our viewer um, also enjoyed this. And Our viewer. <laughs> listener. Our yes, listener. Our listener. And I know. What I love is we started off the show with two listeners. Now we're just down to one. Well, well after lost, the quality we of the show, we deserve it. We lost one because... We, we all know we deserve it after this one. This is... This is not the show we wanted, but this is the show we deserve. <laughs> this is um, the show we got. I, yeah. ki- I kind of agree with you because I feel like there's no meat on these bones. You should eat more. Yeah, there's nothing to it. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's bright flashing lights and loud noises. That's really all it is. It's, it's jumping the shark and dragging out some semblance of, of something that was popular in order to make a buck. It's too bad because... I do feel like some of this is meant to be an homage to wonderful old cartoons, mm-hmm. and they missed the point, I guess. Well, this was when, meant when to did... be an homage, but it turned out to be some rotten fromage. <laughs> I love it, Mike. <laughs> no. Keep it up. No. When, when did the, um, um, the Warner Brothers cartoon come out? Uh, it must have been around this time, a little after, right? I if, if it was a little after, it could be it could be forgiven. Uh, Nineteen ninety three, guys. Yeah. So ra- okay, so time. so this is bullshit then, if that's the case, because Animaniacs is a successful homage to the history of film and cartoons and and, and TV tropes, and they pull it off wonderfully. They catch the nostalgia and the campiness, and they actually make it. They they create a very lovingly crafted uh, coherent cartoon from that and that was before the mask so the mask was trying to basically do what the Animaniacs did only shittier it, it comes mm, down to yeah. the writers not the voice actors we can't pin this on you know well, I'm, I'm not saying it's the voice actors I'm saying it's it's it literally is the the style and like the theory I shouldn't necessarily even say this theory, but the style and like the the ideals, the that whole like <laughs> pseudo nostalgia for something from the far past. A cartoon of an anachronistic ideals in like a new package that's been like buffed and made shiny. Animaniacs did that and they did it very well. Uh-huh. The mask is trying to do that and it's like not even coming close to, to doing it right. Yeah, there's definitely, I, I, I get what you're saying. I also think the mask was like, it's sort of a weaker idea. It had a smaller cast. It didn't play to the form very well. It doesn't have enough variety to yeah. for us to like attach to because the the whole idea of the mask is this cartoon exists in the real world. So if it's a cartoon with the mask in it, that it sort yeah. of... It's, it's a self-defeating. Cartoon, a cartoon in it, so it's not really, yeah. No, no, that, that's actually a good point. The mask, that was all point of the mask was bringing a cartoon into the real world. Yeah, and he had cartoon powers in the real world, which is uh, absurd. But cartoon powers in a brightly colored cartoon is just kind of like more of the same. Mock handmail will have it no other way. How are we going to switch this up then? Because I feel like there's absolutely no redeeming factor to this show. Like, I wouldn't even subject my kids to this. I agree. I, I, I would not let the 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 mini child see it. Um, there's no female characters of any value. 
and it's gr- boring. Yeah, it's not funny. It, it's trying way too hard. It, it's along the lines of the destructive slapstick that I worry would influence dear little boy into wanting <laughs> dear little boy into wanting to lure people into tiger pens and also thinking that tiger pens are safe to go. And as he grows up thinking that he can have a lair under a zoo because I thought of that first. Yeah, we don't want the children to know where our secret lair mm-hmm. is. Exactly. Oh yeah, they'll figure it out right away. So here's the real test of our podcast. Uh oh. One universe theory. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, God damn it. Dear God. <sighs> Alright. We talked about this though. Last time, as I recall. We clone saga ourselves. Yeah, we have two ones now. We have anti Earth. Yes. Counter Earth, yeah. Counter Earth, Earth, which I think the what we decided was we've been following Counter Earth up to this point. Yes. And in fact, True Earth uh, is Counter Earth, and we now are residing. There is the possibility of the continuity of True Earth as well as the continuity of Counter Earth, which has been destroyed. So there are two Earths, and you've named uh, Counter-Earth and True-Earth to the same one. Yes. Look, I don't make the rules. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only one who does. Listen, we're just trying to clarify it as much as possible for anybody that might be listening. We just need to make this clear. Counter-Earth is True-Earth, and True-Earth is Counter-Earth. Don't get True-Earth confused with Counter-Earth, because Counter-Earth is True-Earth, and True-Earth is Counter-Earth, okay? And the and the true the story we've been making for true earth that you've been following in fact is counter earth so that true earth is no longer true earth it's counter earth so which earth has gem in it cuz i feel like counter earth this counter earth this earth counter earth which was aka true earth, true earth. this earth uh, <laughs> since they were precariously close to the sea where the garbage scowl was is also where gem um went out on her boat with Oh, you think that you think because this has a dock in it? it because this is water, literally. It, <laughs> let, let's not let's not stretch my uh, intelligence any. It, it, there's there's water, um, and if we're going with a multiverse theory, I think this is a masky Earth. We're not a mask masky Earth. Uh, it's a masky Earth. Yes, it's the Earth where the uh, the mask um, is in before it is consumed in a black hole and whisked um, 2,000 years into the future. So you're postulating that this is a, a pocket dimension Earth that exists only for the mask? A, a vest pocket. You know the little small one that you could put your pocket watch <laughs> in? It was, it's a pocket Earth. Yeah. I was thinking like your coin pocket for your jeans that no one uses. I, I used to put condom in there and and they would just stay there yeah unwrapped (laughs) of course just in case they were ever needed right away so so far we've seen the destruction of earth on multiple occasions we've seen it destroyed by symbionts we've seen it destroyed by a planetoid passing between the earth and the moon yeah, that was true Earth. I think the baby destroyed this Earth. So I, I'm actually going to go. I'm going to go back to um, true Earth, which is now counter Earth. 
mm-hmm. and say that the mask itself, the physical mask, is actually uh, one of the cursed, quote-unquote cursed items sent by Stampede to mm. Earth to create, to wreak havoc in an attempt to distract them, everybody on Earth, from the uh, planetoid that's in route to actually destroy the entire planet. I, I could buy that except for the timeline. We yeah, know it's after the destruction. Yeah. So we, this kid, the, oh, that's right. Because destruction takes place in nineteen. We know the planetoid passes between the Earth and the Moon in nineteen ninety four. I kept this thinking is, this was nineteen ninety four too, but it's nineteen ninety five, right? Yeah. So this can't be Counter Earth. This has to be Earth Prime. Okay. So this has to be Earth Prime. No, I have an argument against primitude. What? And that is. Uh, even though this is a cursed object, uh, the reason why the mask is so distracted, ADHD, discombobulated, and seemingly exhausted all the time is that most of his vast mental powers are now being used to hold the the cracked and crumbling earth together while he... Uh, basically, we're seeing like the part of his psyche and his and his mental abilities that's trying to like relax and take a break and not dwell on the fact that he his will alone is holding the earth in place wow i love it and and i'm gonna go next step further the mask is actually stampede's son because because stampede stampede wait wait, the mask itself is the mask itself is because wow. Yeah, because Stampede is just a helmet. That's, yeah, that's Stampede is a helmet. <laughs> he, he's the bison head, skull, mechanical thing that's wow. possessing that creature. So the mask is actually the son of Stampede. And that's the reason why Stampede is trying to destroy Earth all the time. Because he knows that his son is there and his son is going to usurp him so, as so do you one think, of the supreme Do you think with the mask the as a kid... And it's Stampy's grandson. It'll be a necktie, and they'll just move down. No, the, body. the son of the mask has already been is already a movie, so you can't you can't change the timeline. The, if the mask is the son of Stampede, then the son of the mask is just the movie. So <laughs> it's like the actual movie. It's the physical movie. Yeah, the mo- the actual movie, the real itself. All right, I'm I'm going to go on a limb here, guys, and I'm going to say that the mask has fully killed the one universe theory and it's dead now and we could no longer bring nope. it up because this, no no th- I, this nope. show... i'm pretty sure this holds weight this holds weight here stanley is able to harness the power of the mask to hold the earth together long enough for uh the synergy orb hybrid synergy void hybrid to help to finish construction of the generational ships to get off planet Yes. So his With complete ADD is what's holding together the planet. Yeah. No, no. His ADD is the result of the constant mental strain that he is under. And in fact, all we really see from the mask is this terrible, erratic, like mentally ill behavior because he most of his brain power energy is devoted to to making the earth habitable keeping it habitable. oh my god guys and yeah. that's exactly yeah. my excuse that's that is <laughs> i'm holding together the fabric of the universe and that's why i knew it i knew it that is exactly why i can't hold a co- coherent thought or finish a s- sentence yes i knew it wow so the one universe theory survives yet another week wow
Hey guys, I don't, guys. I don't know if we'll ever be able to kill the one universe theory. I think when Matt created Counter Earth to fit in with Earth, I think that opened it up to so many infinite possibilities that there's no way we can kill the one universe theory now. I guess not. So. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it might even be true that, like, there's not just a Counter Earth, there's probably an Earth Triad. Well, David oh. just mentioned Earth Prime, mm-hmm. so. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because you said that Counter Earth and True Earth were the same thing. So we need a third. So I know. Don't make me True Earth. Don't make me. Don't make me explain this again. (laughs) It's very clear. You explain. You explain that they were the same thing. So now that the other Earth has to be called uh, Earth Prime. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We have Earth Prime and Earth A. And Counter True Earth. And Earth One. Um, I think it's sad to say, but we're. We're making the DC universe, not the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the DC cinematic universe. Yes. Pop, pop yeah. on us. Our podcast will become cool just as soon as the Snyderverse does. So we actually are just shy of two hours. Um, I'm sure this will be cut down significantly, but I, I dare say this, this is a turning point. Again, all, all we took out was comedy, and we've got a short podcast. <laughs> That's your opinion. <laughs> that's that's like your opinion, man. Yeah, man. But but then that also that also uh, presupposes that there was comedy there beforehand. So <laughs> that was the uh, unsaid joke in that that whole bit. Boys, I always bring the goods. You know it. Still to come on amazingly terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, still to come. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's move on. Let's roll those bones. So Let's this is... Roll those beautiful bone footage. Okay. Show index 251. All right. I am pulling up the spreadsheet. Guys, guys, we've got samurai pizza cats. Now, are, are these actual cats or is this an acronym again? <laughs> they are actual cats. They are actual awful cats. Okay. Yep. So, so you got um, my hopes up already. I, I am first of all, Mike. It's an anime. Yep. <laughs> okay. Why? Well, why are you calling me out? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean guy. to depance you on the podcast. Seriously, I'll be depancing myself later by myself. Thank you. Second of all, it's a ripoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. And third off, there is no third off. <laughs> <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats. What episode we got? Episode three. Whoa. Episode three? Out of 52. Mm. Out of 52, we get episode three. Starting off on the ground floor. Well, Samurai Pizza Cats, episode three, is underground, underwater, undercooked. Whoa. I'm looking forward to it. Who who is the the unfortunate? Yeah. The unfortunate? Who is the chosen? The chosen. Well, Matt, it's been a while since you've had an episode. And yes. Uh, your turn has come up. I am excited. Wow. Nice. Matt, I am. We are glad that you're going to be able to host because you do this the most. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate you, Wordsworth. Wordsworth. Why did you kill our friend, Mike? <laughs> Crap, I'm trying to think of something and it doesn't work. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't do the murder. 
I got murder. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't do the murder. Michael became a herder. <laughs> That's literally the level of writing that that show had. I, it, yeah. it was like almost like Eddie Murphy it style ad lib. I feel like it worked perfectly for young Mike's brain. <laughs> I like that it's turning into Bill Clinton. It's getting we'll worse. Make a day of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm forcing it now, so it's it's. It's Bill Wordsworth Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> so we are shelving Captain Power and Soldiers of the Future for Derek to participate. Mm-hmm. So next week we are doing He-Man episode 44, Return of Evil. Mm-hmm. And that will be presented by David Marks. Nice. I don't think we're shelving Captain Power. We're, we're freezing him in carbonite for later. I think we're mixing genres. Yeah, well, if... You had to be frozen. It would have to be in carbonite. That's the only way I'd go. Yeah. Wait, didn't he get sucked into some black tar pit called Armus? Captain Power? I never saw the show. La Brea. So you're... No, I'm, I'm mixing a Star Trek yeah. thing. In the, uh, you know. But if I was going to ever get stuck in tar pits, it would have to be La Brea. Oh, yeah. It is the tar pit. If right. you want to go have a great day, uh... <laughs> Go get stuck in La Brea. That's Jesus. the pits. <laughs> All right. I'm quarantining this podcast before words before words words spread Please any further. Please vaccinate us. <laughs> uh, for amazingly terrible, I've been David's secret identity. Uh, for amazingly terrible, I've been eighty five percent of Matt. For amazingly terrible, I have amazingly been Adam. For amazingly terrible, I've been the host. With the most, Mike. You were you were just so proud of yourself that you hosted an episode, aren't you? Well, yeah. the last one was an absolute freaking bomb. So, <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm, I think you've done it. Yeah. I think you did a great job this time. I, I'm going to actually be included in this episode, times, unlike the last one where I think I got cut out of. You did get, that was Silverhawks. You did most of it. Your router cut you out of the last one. No, no, I meant the one I hosted. <laughs> Yeah, that was so uh, were in it. No, no, no. Right? He's he's talking about Wildcats. Yeah, the Wildcats. You were one. definitely was, in Wildcats. That was horrible. No, that was frankly that's my favorite episode. Oh. <laughs> You're too kind. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was it? In a really pretentious kind of way. <laughs> Amazingly terrible is produced by David Marks. Send your emails to monotonously terrific at amazinglyterrible.com. Music by Josh Woodward. Here's my chili noise. Cold chili.